Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. I'm slightly hungover after my day off yesterday. My hangovers get worse as the day goes on. So uh, I'm glad that I'm joined by Samantha, Sav and Kendall. And uh, Katie is, I think, swearing in her back garden before she comes on. She did say she was going to be slightly late. So uh, we will bring Katie in when uh, she arrives. But good evening, girls. How are you? Hi. Hi. Good to see you after that uh, performance. I think you'll all be swearing there. I want to say well done to Kendall, who was on uh, the Man United uh, podcast, who was absolutely superb on there, giving a good account of herself. So well done. Well done for uh, getting getting out and about and doing it. You were brilliant. Um, Samantha, where do we start with, uh, with that? Um, Samantha's neck of the gin already. <laughs> I know. Where, where do we start with that performance, Samantha? I mean, it was it was horrendous. That uh, The capitulation at the end was horrendous. But, I mean, go on, give, give us your assessment of the game at the weekend. Um, I have no words. Like, it was just so bad. I mean... Darlow was fantastic again. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about the fact that he kept them on, even though he was injured. He even gave an interview about how he was injured. Um, setup was wrong. The team selection was wrong. I spent night. I was drinking beers. I spent a lot of time trying to work out why players were in certain positions. I missed the first ten minutes uh, on my stream, so I missed the goal. And then after that, you know, I just couldn't understand where players were supposed to be playing I didn't know if they were supposed to mark players I didn't know if they were supposed to be marking space there was no way we were ever going to win that game um and you know Man United are in such a difficult period at the minute that maybe they wouldn't have gone on to get a winner you know they were struggling um but we were just absolutely pathetic and what happened in the last few minutes is just insulting to a fan. I mean, I'm going to leave the swearing to Katie, but it was, <laughs> it was insulting to be a fan watching a Premier League club that just ran about like schoolboys. And I said that on Twitter and people were like, hey, but it would be offensive to schoolboy football. Um, but they just ran about like headless chickens. And Steve Briss comes out and said, you know, we were unlucky. And they like, Man United were poor. Man United could have won that easily. Seven, eight, one, if they had been a little bit more clinical. There's no progression. He, I, you know, he said, can you not see what I'm trying to do? You're transitioning from a back five to a back four. That's it. And if you Work in progress, that, Samantha. Work in progress. That's Steve Bruce's catchphrase. I mean, I'm really hopeful that somebody asks Liam Kennedy tomorrow as a member of the, the journalist community. Um, when he says, can you not see what we are trying to do and explain it to the fans, that he <laughs> can somehow answer that for us. Because, no, we can't. It's shit. It's not football. It's purr. It's, there's just there's no point to what we're doing. Um, and it's a culmination of last season as well. And as I said, it's just pathetic. Yeah, I 100% agree. This work in progress thing is really doing my head in. And um, it was interesting. I, I was um, out and about today uh, working and doing doing a, uh, an interview with uh, someone for a documentary. And uh, he happened to mention to me that um, he'd just done his own little bit of internet research uh, to find that at uh, all the other clubs that he's been at, Steve Bruce does, in fact, use 
this phrase. If you go back through his interviews with um, Sheffield Wednesday, Sunderland, uh, you know, anyone you want to check out, at some point when he's interviewed by the press, he says we're a work in progress. Um, absolutely bizarre. So it's obviously a Bruce thing, and that's where we're at with Steve Bruce now. A lot of comments coming in. We'll try and get through as many as we can. Want to get the girls' opinion. Evening, Katie. Hope you're well. Uh, Kendall, let's come to you. Give us your give us your take on that game at the weekend. I just don't understand how he has a manager, right? So we've been in this position several times. So already twice this season, Brighton and now. How you, as a manager, can then come in your post-match conference and say, oh, well, you know, we did this wrong and we did this wrong and blah, 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 and we're a work in progress and it wasn't as bad as it looked. Well, what could have been worse? Five? Six? Like, what? literally, what could have been worse than that? In, in like sort of on paper because in the league yes obviously goal difference but what could have been worse than that really I just don't understand it and the fact that he starts blaming everyone else around him so he starts like taking the pressure <clears throat> off himself work in progress um, like things like that and it's just like you need to take some responsibility and say you know what I set up wrong today I should have had Hendrick centrally for example or I maybe should have started Almiron like he needs to be more proactive in what he's saying and giving, taking some blame onto himself because that sort of mentality that, oh, it's all right, lads, it's fine, you can just, it doesn't matter, I'm not really going to like berate you for doing any wrong, is now starting to rub off on the players because as, as we've seen, Kraft came out and was like, oh, well, it was all right because we were in the match till the 86th minute. Yeah. Right? And like, what difference does that make if you, if it, like, you didn't win the match or even keep the draw? And that three goals were scored in the last 10 minutes. So, and then to leave Darlow on, obviously, who was injured for the last 10 minutes, which is clearly probably a, a factor of, as to why they scored the, ten, the, ten goals, the three goals, um, is just baffling to me. And to not explain your decisioning on that or any reason why. Um, I mean, it, from, the, from literally Hayden's injury, that's when it started going wrong because he made a defensive change in at a time when for a midfielder when we could have actually attacked that game a little bit more i don't understand why i didn't just move hendrick over and then put a winger on like put fraser on for example just move hendrick into hayden's position with shelby and then put fraser on or put Almer on on depending on who you're going to have there um i just really don't understand why i did that and then from that from that point onwards it just went bad the second half was so 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 bad then again, if Wilson had scored the goal, I think it maybe would have been another different story. But what we don't really know, and it obviously ended up the way it did, so it's a bit confusing. Sav, um, it, it was awful, really. Um, I, I think one of the stats I saw as well was that um, you know Steve Bruce's team is now conceding on average seventeen point one shots on target per game, which is now. Well, I think that's worse than Sunderland when they were relegated. It, it's, you know, it, it, it was awful, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was really poor. And what annoys me of Steve Bruce when he says, you know, can't, you can't, you know, don't they know what we're doing? What is he doing? Because from what I see, he plays the same tactic every match. Nothing changes. When we came out in the second half unchanged, I was like, we're going to lose this because we weren't good enough in the first half. So why wouldn't you go in at half time 
and think of changing it around a little bit, you know, just doing something to make us work. I said today, someone, I was watching a clip of us defending. I said, you could play the Benny Hill theme tune over that. Just no one knew where they were going. They were just all running yeah. around in different directions. It's just like, you can't play defensively if you're not very good at defending. And I find that quite, you know, horrific for us. And we're in real trouble if something doesn't change soon. Joe Linton, I'm not picking on him, but in the first half, I forgot he was on at times. I think he should have come off at half time. Yeah, and um, Miggy should have been on because we needed pace and we wasn't using any pace. We were just slow, lethargic. It was uncomfortable to watch, you know, typical Newcastle game, really. But, you know, and Darlow, oh, my God, I was seething. Like, well, Keeper couldn't move and he didn't even think. And then he put Miggy on. It was like three minutes, you know, 87 minutes, whatever time he put him on. And, you know... Well, how can you have a keeper that's limping, hobbling around and then think, oh, I know, I'll just leave him there and I'll stick, you know, a winger on. Like, what is the sense being made in that? Oh, God, it made me so angry. I don't... I used to like Steve Bruce, but now, actually, I'm starting to quite actively dislike him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look too happy. He doesn't look too happy with you either, to be honest. <laughs> that's Steve Bruce, not Steve Bruce. Too. Steve it's me. Bruce. <laughs> it's like um i don't know i, I don't know who it is I, I, we were laughing about this either day it's obviously the new fifa 21 um game and it's that's that is steve bruce on the game but it, it's um it looks like he's been in rocky one two three four and five all together doesn't he looks like he's had a right back <laughs> like. uh, katie uh, uh we're at the ready um <laughs> that was that's from last week Obviously, we're, we're ready for your, your outburst. Give us your view. Give us your view on the game, please, Katie, uh, the weekend. I don't know how much of an outburst. I've just woke up. That's why I was late. So, um... Have you been on tranquilizers since the game? <laughs> <laughs> I've, basically, I've basically just tried to sleep through everything. Um, it, was fucking, it was absolutely fucking shit. I don't think you can sum it up in any other way. It was absolutely fucking shit. Yeah. It's so it's so annoying as well when you live in the northwest and Man United are there for the taking. They're playing absolutely crap, and then along come Newcastle to make them look good again. Uh, yeah. We didn't even fucking score. Like we didn't fucking score. I just, I just thought it was absolutely shocking. Um, it was it was rubbish. It was boring. It was the same old Steve Bruce that we've seen a thousand times before. Fuck! What the fuck is he actually thinking though in, in relation to? What tactics he uses, his start line, his start up, I didn't agree with whatsoever in the slightest. Um, we made, did we make what? Any changes from the Burnley game? Um, it was just annoying. It was so, it was from the moment we started, it was just absolutely dull, boring football. Uh, I switched off. As soon, when it went 2 1, I thought, fuck this, I'm not fucking sitting here and watching this shit. Um, I'm glad. So I, I haven't got a fucking clue. Like, I've not seen the goals. I refuse to watch the goals. I also had a tantrum and refused to watch any more football over the weekend because I couldn't handle it. Uh, the fact that we've got Dubravka out as well and he's risked Darlow. Why the fuck? Who the fuck does that? And then it's like, oh, yeah, let's just stick Miggy on for like a little walk around at the end. What's the point of that as well? It's fucking pathetic. Always late with your subs because he just can't be arsed. I just generally don't see the point. And what, what work in progress are we? What the fuck is that? The only progress I can think of is the fact that the progress to get him out of the fucking club. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
that was quite reserved. That was quite re that was quite reserved. Um, I've been looking online for a gift for you for Christmas for for the Secret Santa, and I, I just couldn't. I kind of keep it a secret. <laughs> That's well. I love that. Man, it's still not big enough. No, I might have to get it. I might have to get. Uh, I might have to get on the old. I might have to do the old Patrick Swayze with Wallace and do a little bit of movement. <laughs> build a really big one for you. Any? <laughs> you just get the music on. What was it? Ghost, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, where, where do we start? There's a question here. We'll take this question. Yeah, Keith, good one. Uh, Sam, come to you first. Uh, question to Wall: If Newcastle are in the bottom three at Christmas, New Year, do you think Ashley will sack Steve Bruce? I think he might second before that, dependent on where we are. I mean, if you look at the way that we're playing, unless something drastic changes, we are going to be adrift at some point. Um, yes, he's got, in a way, it's good that there's some players coming back, but in a way, it's not because I can see him really going back to a back five if we start to get cut adrift. Um I can see players' confidence being knocked more than it is already. So I don't know if Ashley will wait until Christmas because you really are rolling the dice that you'll have a better second half. And he's made that mistake twice. Um, I don't know whether it's true or not that he gets more money if he sells the club and we're in the top 10. I heard that mentioned. Um, so I don't know if he'll wait. I don't know who I would bring in. I see that asked a lot. You know, I can't see it being anyone long term. One, you won't pay them. And two, if we get taken over, it might actually change. Um, so you're probably looking at a Nigel Pearson, for example. Someone said Sam Allardyce. I'm not sure he would come back and work under Ashley. Um, so it's all about who would be available. But I, I honestly, I think, and I, you know, we never really know what Mike Ashley's thinking, but I think in this instance, he will have learned from his previous mistakes. And I would say if we go on a run of another five, six, seven games, and we are as dreadful as we've been, and it looks like the players are starting to lose confidence, more so than some of them already. Look, I've mentioned Almoron for a couple of weeks now. Something isn't right there. Um, yet then I think, you know, he's going to have to protect his asset. He's going to have to protect those players because we've got what 80 100 million pounds worth of attacking players and we honestly look like we couldn't score at schoolboy level at the minute so um i think he could react before that if it continues on like it is kendall do you think he'll sack steve bruce before uh, before christmas I was under the impression that probably not, like right at the beginning of the season, I used to think, oh, he, like, you know, Steve Bruce is the media darling. He's got so many friends involved in and around the top and he never really gets much stick in the media. Whether the fans are more seen to be um, expecting too much or uh, unrealistic with what we expect from people. Um, so I used to think that maybe he's not, but I think now the way that he's gone about the takeover how active he is in sort of trying to move his club on etc um he's now protecting his assets so i really do think that he probably will get rid of steve bruce i think two more games at that level with that shocking display i think two games three games max and i think he'll be gone if it continues like that 
Um, and we all know football fans, Christmas is so, so crucial. It's so, so vital to clubs who are going to struggle towards the, like, the back end of the, last, the second half of the season. So, um, for me, it, to be honest, it'll be about who was coming in, who we were going to get in first because I don't really think anyone would want to come at this point um it's a bit of a funny old thing I don't think we have the pull of managers like other certain other clubs do so yeah it's all about who gets in I do think there's probably a good chance that Eddie Howe could come in um whether that's me being unrealistic or not I don't really know but at this point in a realistic sense I think he's probably the only manager that I would maybe take at this point I wouldn't take like Sam Allardyce or no one like that one not that he would come back um, I think there was a poll on Twitter the other day where someone had said, "Oh, would you take Pardew back if he came?" And like so many people said yes. Like that. He didn't get a. He didn't. He didn't get a vote. Um, Kendall. When we had that um, that show with Liam about you know the worst manager, vote for your worst manager under Ashley. Yeah, he yeah. never got. He never got one vote. It's just that what we were talking about, weren't we? And I said I think people more hated him than as a manager. I think people disliked him as a person, mm. his personality, and the way he wasn't the cocky, arrogant like way that he used to come across this whole like <laughs> final crack i don't know what that was about anyways um i hope i never do that again because now i'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> but um yeah so i think people more hated him and uh, honestly the other day so many people said they were taken back and that is how far we have fallen because i've never seen hatred towards a manager like that since him like never in my life not even steve McLaren got that much hate at the time like, can you imagine? Can you imagine what the crowd would have been like on um, at the weekend? Had had they been in and in. oh my so god, he would have got dogs abuse. He would have got dogs abuse. He would have. He would have came out and probably blamed us in the post-match interview. Yeah, loss. I think you're right. He would have said all oh, the fans weren't on our side and it was so bad and oh, that's what he probably would have done. That and just see it happening now because he just never takes the blame for himself ever. Yeah, John uh, making a comment there about whinging about Bruce when we were 1 0 and second in the league and they wondered why we're called deluded. John, give yourself a shake, mate. We're, n none of us have been happy with Steve Bruce. I certainly never championed Steve Bruce at all. He was 11th choice. He actually came to us and asked for the job because nobody would take the job because nobody wants to work under Mike Ashley and Lee Charnley because they know it's like a comedy show. We they were still talking about the football as well at the time. We weren't saying of course we were. fantastic football. Of course, we were. Was more lucky at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, di I disagree, John. We're all. It's all about opinions, though, mate. So you're entitled to yours, but I, I think you're wrong there, mate. Uh, Sav, do you think Bruce is going to get the chop, or do you think Mike's going to stick with him? Do you know? I'm in two minds about it. Like Kendall said at the beginning of the season, I couldn't see him going anywhere. You know, but it's dire, isn't it? But then, to be fair, I'd take Zippy from Rainbow over Steve Bruce right now. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's terrible. We go out, and like I said before, it's just the same, it's like the same shit, different day with him all the time. He doesn't, subs coming on really late. You know, when you've got a game that you're starting to look a bit shaky, you do sub on, you know, try and change it, try and change tactics, and he just doesn't do it. And then, like, he's, you know, with the, oh, no one knows what we're doing, I don't know what he's doing because it doesn't look like it's any different to the previous matches. I would... You know, and I've been converted because I used to actually quite like him. I was in the closet, but, you know, I did used to quite like him. But now I've completely gone the other way. I can't wait for him to go. It, the big worry for me is who on earth will get in to replace him. And and, and I, don't think, I don't think we'll get anyone coming in because the uncertainty still hangs over the club with regards to the takeover. So anyone who did come in, 
could be in that horrible position where they come in and then the takeover goes through and they're out. So they miss out on an opportunity. It's, it was a poison chalice to start with. Bruce came in and took it. Um, I just worry about who 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 we, who will get in. You know, you we could end up with it. Steve Agnew the job because what does oh, Steve dear God. Do? Yeah. What yeah, does Steve Bruce do in, real, in reality? Yeah. He, it, show, it showed him a played new part. But he, Steve Agnew was left to pick the penalty takers. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. What's that about? So Steve Bruce is just a passenger in the game. He just watches what goes on and just says, oh, Steve, you've gone sort out the subs and that. So he may as well just give him the job. So say, yeah. Steve yeah. Bruce is the assistant. He wants to be everyone's friend. He does. There's no, there's no sort of you know hierarchy there. He's just there to be everyone's mate, and you can't manage like that. No, of course you can't. You can't. You can't at all. And that's the thing. He's a man manager. He's not a coach, and and that's that is half the problem. Uh, Anya's asking, do you think Manu practice falling over for penalties? Yeah. If you watch back, if you watch back the uh, Friday night show, the three amigos, I did call it, and and I did on match day live that there'd be a penalty, and sure enough, there was. Uh, Man United always get a penalty, and it's always against Newcastle. Great save by Dolo. It has to be said. Katie, um, Steve Bruce will uh, will make Ashley have the. The balls to get rid of him, or will he uh, hang on to him and and give him some more money to spend in January? Will he fuck get rid of him? Like we see the footy is absolutely dire, and the tactics are non-existent, and the fact that he couldn't manage his way out of the bag. But at the end of the day, if you look at stats on really basic paper, really basic paper, we're still in the cup. And we're not at the bottom half of the table. That's enough for Ashley to be like, oh yeah, we're fine. And it's just pot luck. It's just the luck that, um, as always, where as a club, all we want is to watch decent football and fucking progress and not play. Let's just let's be happy with sitting in the fucking middle of the table all the time. Um, but they're not bothered about that. And then you've obviously got to look at the other stuff with the whole. Um, takeover if that is going to happen in the background do they really want to rock the boat by getting rid of the manager yeah. at that time and not wait until they can take the reins of it I, I, I can see him staying and I can see him continuing down this route and I can say he'll just he'll just be fucking lucky he'll just be absolutely fucking lucky with odd games and we will we won't get anywhere and we'll just bounce around the same place we're always bouncing around because as far as they're concerned, that's absolutely fine. As long as we keep Prem status, that's fine. That's all they want for the money. Not fucking arse about the fact that the footy shit and the and the uh, fans aren't, aren't interested in watching. Um, do I think it might have been different if the fans were in inside? Probably, maybe. But I just can't see it happening. Until it's been resolved, what's actually going on with the club? The actual final, yes, there's going to be a takeover. No, there's not going to be a takeover. We're stuck with him. And I think we'll continue to hear from everyone else, apart from us Newcastle fans, how well he's doing and how great he's playing and yep. how, how he's he's fantastic with all of his choices that he makes. Um, and we'll continue to hear that fucking shit um, and be the people that constantly get called out all the time for the fact that, we're not supporting him when we've done more than enough to support him. What he wants to do now, literally just hold his hand during the fucking match and tell him what to do. Fucking joke. <laughs> but no, I can't see him going anywhere. Absolutely not. Unfortunately, yeah. 
Yeah, that's my big concern. Um, I, you know, who's going to replace him? A lot of people, you know, suggesting Eddie Howe. I know, you know, a couple of you said Eddie Howe as well. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the next few games progress because uh, when you're getting beaten, you're getting thumped comprehensively like we did at the weekend against a pretty poor Man United team, it has to be said. Um, you know, you wonder where the next points are coming from. But Bruce does have a little bit of luck. But has it run out? Uh, Southern Magpie says, Even at all, what's your thoughts on Wilson being so isolated? Obviously, Joe Linton needed to improve basics. But do you believe part of the problem was Bruce's tactics? Well, uh, we'll expand on that, um, Samantha, because there's a lot of questions to ask about what Bruce is actually doing with players. Um, we've made this point on the show before about Hendrick. I mean, the guy had a blinder in midweek for Scotland, got the winning goal, um, played in his right position. You know, um, Fraser, sorry, uh, played played a blind of a Scotland, got the winning goal. Um, he's not getting anywhere near the team. Hendricks playing, you know, playing well, um, and then comes to Newcastle um, in one position and gets gets played out on the wing. It's 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 a little bit. I, I just don't understand it. I think it comes down to what what some of you are saying about them, like trying to be mates with people. You know what I mean? But it, yeah, it, you know, is that part of the problem? Do you think it's you know he's playing people out of position, and that's the reason that Newcastle aren't playing so well? Obviously, Wilson's being isolated. He's having to play up front with Joe Linton, who's you know again seems to be regressing again. A lot of people asking us if I've changed my opinion on him. I'll come to that later. What what what's your take, and and how can he how can he try and resurrect you know this and, and improve things? The fundamental problem for me is that he doesn't trust some of his players. He doesn't trust Kraft at right back, which is why he plays Hendricks in front of him. That's the reason he's not starting Fraser. He said it was because he played international football during the week, same for Almiron. Someone on Twitter rightly pointed out how many minutes Hendricks played. We talk shit about standard things that are easy to go back and, and check. Um, so, you know, we played Hayden in front of the back four because he didn't trust Lascelles, I would assume, because Lascelles I mean, I, I'm, I've been a supporter of Lascelles. He's just shocking at the minute. And Fernandez is worse playing beside him because when he played beside Char, they actually had a decent game. Um, so I think he's trying to compensate for areas of the team that he's not comfortable with. And that is really having an impact on us. Um, instead of just believing in his players, he wants to play in his 4-4-2 or his 4-4-1-1 system wing play but he doesn't play wingers Saint maximum is not a, a traditional winger almiron is hendrix is maybe a box to box i'm not really sure he's not a right winger so he said he wants to play a certain style of football and he doesn't play it he's overcompensating for people in the wrong position we're now putting in terrible performances so he's going to become more apprehensive about changing it now you look at every opponent we have and you think, is it the right time to change it? So, you know, we can't change it against Man United. We can't change it against Wolves. Very soon we won't be able to change it against Leeds. You know, the list starts to grow. Um, you know, we're, we are playing the most long balls at the minute. <laughs> we can't defend. There's so much wrong with it because we. I said it right at the very start of the season, he has to pick a formation and a way they want to play, and he needs to be true to it, and he just can't do it because he's so worried about what other teams are going to do. 
and what they're going to exploit, that he won't set us up to actually try and exploit what their weaknesses are, which is exactly what we should have done against Man United because they got hammered 6-1. We all saw where their problems were. We should have attacked them with pace and been turning their defenders. And instead, we played deep, rigid, crap football and let them get back into the game. Um, and that's the problem. He just he won't play the right players in the right positions and you know try to integrate a style. He's too worried about what may come back the other way. And we are just gonna get hammered in every game because we can't defend, we get nervous, we can't attack. Even if we were to score two goals, I would be quite convinced we would concede three, four, five. That's the problem. He just he doesn't. He may say, "Do you know not know what I'm doing?" But I actually don't think he knows what he's doing. And if I'm Ryan Fraser, Almiron, Alan St. Maximum, Callum Wilson, I wouldn't want to play for him. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near the team. Okay, Kendall. I mean, we've touched a little bit, you know, on 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 Henrik with you, and um, I, you know, why do you think you know Bruce is is playing these players out of position? Honestly, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine because I literally have no idea why. Just, it's just baffling to me that you can have 20-plus years' experience in a managerial job at a pretty high level as well because I would say, like, championship, obviously, um, and you sign a player like Jeff Hendrick. Surely you've watched him before you've signed him because, obviously, why would you even sign him otherwise? Or you listen to what you're obviously scouting, whatever people are saying. Why would you sign a player like that and then think, oh, I'm going to stick him out on the right? <laughs> like, literally, what? Like, I do not understand why you would actually do that. It is just so baffling to me that you would be that, a uh, 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 level of a manager like that in the Premier League and do that random stuff like that. Like, playing Joel Linton centrally when we've all seen he's shown his best sort of, I mean, yes, we, he's been absolutely crap for like a year, but we've seen his best little sparks and when he was that was getting the yellow cards and stuff, I he's playing out wide. I, I just, I, it's just so confusing to me that you would do that as a manager of that level. And then you, you play a formation, for example, like how we play, and you end up with a lone striker like Callum Wilson. And because you are sitting so far back and so deeply, because you're playing such defensive football, yet it's meaning that players like Alan St. Maximin ended up having to play sort of left wing back positions. And he is, we know he's not remotely defensive. He is not remotely a defensive type of player. We saw it against Brighton. He absolutely got done in on that on that side by Tariq Lamptey. And I just think to myself, why would you even do that? Why would you then, you, knowing that he has niggles now most often, knowing that he's a target of every single team that we come up against because he is the biggest threat, why would you put him on the wing to be the target of fouls and leave him more open why not play him centrally knowing that he's one of the most creative players going forward oh my god that pitch just makes me like punch that pie in the head um, literally, like why would you not play him centrally knowing that he could be your most creative player going forward as long as we're not lumping up long bloody long balls from the back when you've got a lone striker how's that going to ever work it's not going to work and I don't understand how he can't see this we are not professional managers we're fans of a game we are not, we do not have the experience and the coaching badges that they do. So how can he not see it, but everybody else can? 
I just, I really, it's honestly, it's got a point now. I just do not understand it. It's like, it's just confusing to me. I like it's to get Agatha Christie involved in like investigating a mystery because this is a mystery. It's an interesting point that you make about Almiron. Like, uh, there's definitely a rabbit off with with Almiron, and um, you know why he's why he's getting a look in. I mean, I don't think it's anything to do with, with his injury, but yeah, I mean, you know, not not playing Almiron is is very very strange. Sav, I mean, it, it's it's so frustrating, isn't it? I mean, there is talent in that squad. I, I think most of us accept that, but we're not getting the best out of them because Bruce is you know Bruce is playing them you know, out of position and, and it's, it seems to be affecting the club. Somebody's asking, do we think, Paul Unwin's asking, do we think Bruce has lost the dressing room? It's a possibility, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, you know, he, because he doesn't change anything, we just continue to play absolute shite. You've got Shelby staying there, you know, lobbing long balls up that are going nowhere. Callum Wilson, you know, we've actually got a proven goal scorer and he's not getting a look, well, like last match, he's not getting a look in. So, you know, I don't understand it. Hendrick, I actually thought his first match for us, he actually looked really good. And then ever since I, at the weekend, he looked shocking. But that's because he's not in his right position. I don't understand what Steve Bruce is trying to do. And I think that's half the problem. And, you know, I think it's really concerning that he won't try and, you know, change what, you know, tactic to what we're doing. Um, you know, even in a match, like it was obvious at the weekend when we came in at half time, something wasn't working. You know, we didn't even score our own goal. You know, but so you would surely just try and change that, but he never does. And then he'll put the subs on really late. You know, Miggy for me should have come on at half time if, if he weren't going to start him. He should have been on, um, but just to change something. I would rather. I think I said this before. I'd rather see us lose by a few goals and actually try than sit back and play the same old strategy that doesn't work and just for the same old results. Yeah. Okay, Katie, um, can you answer the, the conundrum as to why he plays players out of position? Do you know what? I genuinely think what he does is he puts like a board on the dressing room and then just goes first dibs, go and play what you want to play. Because there's absolutely nothing behind it at all. It's just like, go and play when you play. Fraser doesn't ever get to play because the ball's, the ball's too high. He can't reach it to put his name on it. <laughs> That's probably why he's never started. Um, but, no, honestly, I've got no idea. I actually thought um, Miggy, the reason we've not seen Miggy much was internationals. Because... From what I grasp, and I could be like completely wrong because I actually don't, I don't watch them play, but he seems to be like he seems to carry his team um, with the pace. And because the games were so close together, that's what I thought as well. So I thought he was dropped initially because they said don't play him so much. And then now it's rest. So if he's not starting, or if, yeah, pretty much if he's not starting for the weekend, I'll completely change my mind on that and see what Dodge is going on. But I just don't know. But I said it the other week, it, this cannot be just Steve Bruce. Because like Kendall said, he's that he's at the he's the sidelines and yes, half the time he's not doing he's not doing anything. Everybody else is the ones that are piping up. It can't just be him that just do these. I just don't understand what, what he's doing. Whether he's trying to please everyone because he wants to be fucking liked when half of fucking Newcastle hate him. He's going a bit backwards on that, like completely wrong. But um, I haven't got a fucking clue. I literally haven't got a clue. He's absolutely doing me head in with it, though, because every single time there's a starting lineup, 
everyone's going mad because it's pretty much the same team every fucking time. And you know it's going to go the same way. We're going to get the half-time. We're going to be absolutely like screaming at the telly, doing our whole manager thing to get them to put a fucking sub on. And then the subs don't come on until 80-something minutes. And we just waste it. I don't... I just generally don't have a clue. And it annoys us because I, I love watching... Um, the sport documentaries so like i love watching you seeing them and you see them in the dressing room doing the tactics you see them talking in depth about the other team and like or if you it leads you, you see the whole what was it the gate thing where you go and snooping on the spine and uh spy gate but i just don't see any of that ever from newcastle obviously no one knows what goes on behind but I just can't see us actually paying attention to other teams because there were so many holes in that game for Manchester United that we could have snuck in and we just didn't. So who's doing our research on the other teams? Are they watching someone from the 90s or something? Because it's fucking pathetic. Yeah, I've noticed this um, this loving with Steve Bruce, like, and, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of ex-players, very, very defensive of them, and it, it, it does really get on my wick. Um, you know, they're, they're prepared to slag the players off not prepared to slag Steve Bruce off and it, it, it's becoming a bit nauseating and it's a bit upsetting when some of these characters are actually former Newcastle uh, Newcastle legends but you know obviously friendships go go a long way in football but it, it doesn't do your reputation any good if you're not if you're not stating what what everyone can see and that is that Bruce is absolutely useless and clueless and shouldn't be in charge of any football club never mind uh, never mind Newcastle United um, it's the same thing so like do you know if you've got a manager and your manager is like an absolute cunt sorry and absolute sea bomb bang <laughs> damn an absolute dick and they're pushing you and they want you to work longer they want you to push it harder you absolutely hate them you get the manager who's like oh they'll give you a sneaky break they'll bring your stuff in they'll let you have your holidays when you want your holidays you're gonna like that manager and that's the route it seems to go down imagine if we got people in like Reno who's the whole thing is play like a bastard on the pitch it'd be a complete mix and i reckon it full-on is just the whole He's being too nice to them, but I think it's more outside of football. Like, I think he's just literally full on just being like doing whatever they want to make them happy, apart from actually put pressure on them to actually perform. Yeah. Uh, only good thing at the weekend was the £19,000 for the food bank. Here, here, Ian. I know a lot of other people have made that point tonight. Uh, Dave Harrison as well. Big shout out to the fans. 20k for the food bank. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic that. Um, to see Newcastle fans acting in such a way. Not not bothering to pay, pay the obscene amount of money to watch that load of crap and um, raising money for a good cause. So uh, well done to everybody uh, who did that. And, um, you know, long may it continue the support for the food bank. Big shout out to Steve Hasty and everybody else who uh, is involved. Uh, Darren Baldwin Funerals, big thank you to them. Uh, been sponsoring the show for the last month just to pay for the stream yard. Um, big shout out to you. And as always to qtechshop.co.uk and the guys who make pool tables and snooker tables. And they do all the snazzy t-shirts and stuff that we've um, been able to sell. So big thank you to, to John and the lads down there. Samantha, the takeover. Um, been quite quiet on that, but uh, more rumblings from Mike Ashley today um, via... Keith Downey on uh, social media that, um, you know, he's going to throw the kitchen sink at this legal battle to try and get this takeover, takeover through with the Premier League. Um, not something we've really talked about a great deal over the last few weeks, but uh, 
talk of potentially this outcome being, you know, roundabout Christmas time. So, you know, is is there any thoughts from you on that? You know, how, how are you feeling? Have you pushed it to the back of your mind? Yeah, pretty much back in my mind. But at the minute, you know, when I saw that brick, I'm kind of thinking, does he need some help to lift this kitchen sink up to throw? Because, I mean, we're all, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to take action, take action. I don't want to look at bread. I don't want to look at wine. I don't want conspiracy theories. I don't want little leaked bits of information to keep me that don't tell us anything. I don't want Michael Chopra's absolute bollocks coming out about the Saudis are gone. If you're going to do it, do it, or just stay silent. I do believe we're going to be taken over. Um, I hope it's by the Saudis. If it's not, whatever. I think we need it to happen soon. I think if it was by Christmas, it would be a wonderful Christmas present. I just would like something to happen soon because, you know, like Sav said, I can't stand Steve Bruce. Can't listen to him. Can't look at him. I can't see the unhappy little faces of our players that we want to be starting and actually influencing games when they're not getting the chance. So if the only thing that's going to kind of get that progressing is the takeover, then Mike, do something about it. You know, stop talking about it, do something about it. That's pretty much where I am at the minute. Okay, Kendall, same question to you about the takeover. Is it, uh, you know, are you... Are you confident that it'll go through? It, it seems there's you know, more positivity than negativity about it these days. Liam Kennedy obviously did a, a cracking write-up last week and his, his, his write-up was really positive as well. Um, yeah, I do, I do truly believe that it will happen at some point. I, I do, whether that's because I think it's going to or whether it's because I want it to, I don't really know. But I do think that now, because we're not hearing as much you know, through the media and as many leaks as we did before, that's obviously a good thing um i just we desperately need this we we as fans especially when you can't go we are probably looking at next season getting back to the games like fully in a full capacity and we need something to look forward to because we i cannot watch that saturday again never mind like the rest of the season, I can't watch that game again. I, honestly, I, I can't put myself through it. As a football fan, who would literally sit and want to watch that? No one. Absolutely no one. You'd much rather go walk 10 minutes down the road to your local football club and go and watch them because they put a far, far better and cheaper game on and more interesting with actual more sense than that over there. I'm just, honestly, it's just so frustrating and I really hope that this takeover goes through before Christmas because that is when we need it. We need Christmas and post Christmas to be of something of merit. Because right now, what what are we watching? What is the point? Who's going to pay fifteen pound for that? Honestly, if you paid fifteen pound for that, you must be actually unwell in your head because I uh, just I kind of believe it. That that's you. No one's going to want to pay that. No, it was absolutely mental, that like, to be fair. Absolutely, absolutely mental. Keith, you make a very valid point there. I mean, I've got to be honest, it's not something I've particularly followed over the years. I've, I've dipped in and out of it. Um, you know, the, the club don't do anywhere near enough for women's football, by the way. Um, it's it's one of the things that I hope the new owners, when we get them, um, really look at and, and give them as much support as uh, some of the other uh, other Premiership clubs. But yeah, well done to Newcastle's women team. Beat Blackburn 11-0 yesterday. Uh, certainly showing the men's team how it's done. Uh, Sav, take over. Um, 
Are you, are you as confident as, as everybody else seems to be that this is going to go through at some point? Do you know what? I'm in two minds. Half the time I try not to care about it and put it because the disappointment over what happened earlier this year was just, you know, it was quite depressing when it all fell through after all the hope and, you know, excitement. Um, the other half of me is as soon as a picture of bread is posted, I'm zooming in, trying to see some sort of cryptic message. And I try to stop myself. I'm like, no, don't do it this time. And then I'm just straight on it. You know, it's. I wish they wouldn't do stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if the bread thing was intentional or not. You know, if it wasn't intentional, it was very strange and, you know, coincidental. Um, you know, you know, like liking certain tweets. I just wish they wouldn't do that because it just sort of throws everything into a little bit of turmoil. And is it going through, isn't it? Well, no one's said anything. So I'm just trying to sort of, I hope, it, I want it to go through because, you know, it would be it would be a complete change for us. And like Sam said, getting rid of Steve Bruce would be brilliant. That's the only way we're going to progress and move forward is to, you know, change what we're doing. But I don't know. I don't know. I hope it goes through. And what I'm seeing is positive, but then what I was seeing a few months ago was very positive and then it turned very negative. So I'm just trying not to get too overly invested in it and I'm trying not to click on the pictures anymore, but I still will. So, you know. Fair play. <laughs> Katie, does the uh, takeover make you um, swear a lot? <laughs> no, it's not what. Um, I, I, I said, I said I've twice I've said I'm not getting involved. Uh, the last time it took literally about an hour before I was back looking at everything. This time I have no idea whatsoever what is going on with it. I've stayed well out of it. Um, when I've seen pictures of bread, it's just made me want bread. Um, <laughs> I've not. I've I've literally not bothered. I've just I've it, it got it so wound up to the point where. I'm in, I don't sleep, I've got insomnia. So I could be spending literally eight hours a night trawling into the most ridiculous rabbit holes about absolutely priceless watch shit um, just to look up to find something. But no, I, I'm not getting involved because there's enough people jumping on completely all over it for me to just sit back. But I won't get involved. Uh, Nathan messages us and he's like, don't get mad at us if I show you something. And you'll send me a picture of something, and I'm like, "You're a bastard!" But then I'm all right. But I'm not. Nah, I'm not getting involved. It, it got us so pissed off last time. It was a fucking absolute horrible experience because it was so close. Um, do I think that we're going to get taken over? Yes. Do I know whether it will be the Saudis? No. Um, I am not paying any attention into anything until I see someone stood on that pitch. Yeah. That's that's all I'm doing. Apart from, I'll, Fair I'll enough. Just to bread if the post bread. Nick, Nicholas, you're quite right. Amanda has got integrity, and um, yeah, look, if it's off, you'll hear from her. Believe you me. Uh, that's all I'm saying on that. But uh, it's always interesting to hear about the takeover, and uh, I'm pretty sure the next time we hear about it, it'll be uh, it'll be positive news. So fingers crossed. We'll uh, cross that uh, bridge when we come to it. Uh, someone asked earlier. I can't remember who it was. Uh, what do we think um, the points total is going to be from our next four games? Uh, Wolves away, Everton at home, Southampton away, Chelsea at home. And then after that, we've got Crystal Palace away, 
Aston Villa away, and then West Brom at home. So that takes us up to twelfth of December. But let's let's look at the and next four. Leeds as well. Yeah, yeah. Fifteenth, <laughs> Let's look at the, Let's look at those next. Let's look at those next four games. That's that. Well, let's look at the five. That takes us to the end of November. Wolves away, Everton at home, Southampton away, Chelsea at home, Crystal Palace away. Samantha, what we're going to get from that? Two points. I mean, you're just looking at informed teams at the minute, teams with philosophy, teams that kind of know what they're about. I just can't see them changing enough to get any more out of any of those games. I mean, the teams are going to be licking their lips when they're going up against us, whether it's home or away. It doesn't, doesn't make a difference anymore. They are going to see this rigid, horrible setup where we're going to drop back, but we can't defend. And they're just going to be like, boys, go out and have a field day. Go out and play like you're on the training pitch, which hopefully is not what we do, because that's shocking if it is. I just, I can't, I can't see anything. What I would like to happen is that he just says, fuck it, let's play all our attacking players. You know, I would drop Shelby, but to be honest, I don't know if we have anyone to replace him. And I would go 4 3 3 1, and I would say, get the ball wide, attack, stop playing long ball, get the ball on the ground. Okay, Shelby's our best passer. We'll just keep it simple and work the ball and make the space and press and, you know, just try and play the game of football the way it's supposed to be played. And maybe we would come out of it with four points, six points. The way we're playing at the minute, we'll be lucky to get two draws. And, you know, I don't, maybe a point against Southampton, um, maybe a point against, who, who are the teams? Um, we have got, yeah, Wolves away, Everton at home, Southampton away and Chelsea at home. And then we've got Crystal Palace away on the 28th. I'm going to say Palace and Southampton. Maybe Chelsea, we do have a decent record, but it's. It's a flip up here it is, but I can't see more than two points. Yeah, a lot of people are green. Ginger Hoskins says two points as well. Kendall? Yeah, I was going to say one against Southampton. I don't, I'm not confident against any of the rest. Villa are playing absolute blind. They got the player that I want just to get um, Ross Barkley, and he's made a massive impact that two games that he's played. Um, Palace on form with whatever they're doing. Um, yeah, I can only see us getting. Maybe a point against Southampton, but I wouldn't care. They haven't been too bad. Um, and their keeper's been pretty decent as well, McCarthy. So we'll get nothing against Everton. They will absolutely, I am dreading, dreading playing Everton. I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm more dreading playing them than anyone else. They'll destroy us. Yeah, in the next five, five games. We set up the way we have the last few games. Oh, man, honestly, I don't even want to know what, like, James Rodriguez and Dominic Calvert-Lewin will do to us. I really just have no... We might as well even... sit down on the pitch when we play them. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well not go. Just not go, just go. Oh, sorry, we'll just forfeit, just get the three points back. Because I'd just rather do that than sit and be absolutely showing up. Obviously, um, Timo Werner for Chelsea is now coming into his own, scored two goals with the day, even though it was obviously a 3-3 draw. Um he, oh God, they're attacking. I don't even want to know what they're going to do against us. Yeah, I can literally only maybe see a point against Southampton. Otherwise, I really can't see us getting anything from 
any of them next five games. I mean, I know Wolves aren't necessarily in form right now, but they're a miles better team than us. They've got way more quality than we do. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a tough view in the next couple of games, depending. But as Sam says, I hope he just goes out and just thinks to himself, you know what? Well, now to lose, may as well just go and just do the opposite to what I've been doing. Maybe it might work. If it doesn't work one game, all right, go back to the way it was before. But just try. There's just no... The way that we are right now, nothing could be worse than what we have been doing. So you may as well just try it. Just change it up. Do what the fans want you to do and just go for it. Okay, Sav, are you any more confident? Um, John John reckons 12 points from the next four games, all for the opposition. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, no, um, I'm going to go against it. I think we'll get four because every now and then we get that one really weird lucky win. And with, you know, Steve Bruce's luck, sometimes, you know, one will slip through and we'll get, you know, more points than what we actually deserved. So I think, you know, four points. God, that sounds sad, doesn't it, that we're looking at two and four points. But, you know, it's just it's just because nothing ever changes. Like Kendall says, I wish he would just go and change it. I want, you know, like the fans the other week really pissed him off and he went out there and he was really raging about it. And he went out there to prove a point. And the point was, you know, he made his point. I just wish he could get pissed off at us all the time. You know, if we all keep digging at him, maybe it will happen. You don't know. But then I felt like after that win, he came back this weekend and was just more relaxed about it. And it was just same shit, different day for him. You know, I'm just hoping that during those games, at one point, he does try and train. He can't just keep sending us out in the same manner. I know he does, but... You can't just sit there and watch that every week and think that is the way I'm going to play it. I don't understand how he does. I don't understand, you know, anything, even, you know, anything would be more than what he's doing. Yeah, John reckons season has been weird in terms of bonkers results, so it could be in European places before we know it. Then again, yeah, I mean, it it has been a crazy season, and um, yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm seeing some of the people saying that Bruce will probably fluke a couple of results. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all um, if, if he does. And the problem is with Bruce, there's there's no in between. If we get beat, we get comprehensively beaten by four or five goals. Um, but he has managed to fluke a few. Uh, a few results. Uh, Fungo Freddy says, yeah, West Brother Burnley drew an elite uh, another 15 quid well spent talking about the uh, 14.95 for games. Who you did ask us... I know, I know. You did, uh, you, <laughs> you did ask us about um, crime stuff as well, Fungo. Yeah, I haven't got anything about anybody in concert, no, but uh, keep watching. There's there's plenty uh, plenty stuff coming up on the channel. Got some good interviews coming up with uh, some, some very big names. Uh, Katie, um, any advance on four points? Yes. Yes. I reckon we're going to get six points. Wow. That's right. <laughs> and it's nothing to do with Newcastle at all. It's because we all did this at the before the season started and we were so fucking wrong, it was untrue. So, I'm just going to flip it and think, I actually honestly think we'll probably get one. But if I say six, then I'm covering <laughs> my back, really. Ah, see what you're I'm doing. I've got you for six, and um, but really six obviously means one. Um, but how honestly, how how depressing is that? Like, uh, as a team, as a club, Newcastle, are like, oh, I hope we can get six points in these games. What? What the hell? Should be getting six points in two games, man. Fucking depressing. And people call people call us deluded as well, and like that we expect too much. 
and what uh, we expect one point. Nice. Fuck that. All we expect is to actually watch decent footy. We've got good players. It's simple. Play fucking footy like you like it. Oh, wankers. But uh, yeah, uh, six points. Six points. Okay. That's fair enough. Fact, from, we'll look for look forward to reviewing that when we when we've played those games. Uh, Davy Eddy says we played Canny versus Burnley, Canny versus West Ham, we battled versus Spurs, we were poor versus Brighton, and poor versus Man United to an extent. We aren't poor, average, mid table in my opinion. Davy, you're always the voice of reason. Um, you've always got a slightly different opinion to people. So uh, I don't know. Um, are we being too are we being too aggressive towards Steve Bruce Mander or? Is is Davy trying to you know play the devil's advocate there? Yeah, I mean you you could say he has a point. Um, I just err on the side of caution in that it's terrible football. It's lucky football. Luck runs out. Um, we were not good against Spurs. My brother's a Spurs fan. He was absolutely livid. You know we had an outstanding goalkeeper for performance. We have a goalkeeper performing above expectations because we're such a poor team that we let teams slice through us like butter. That can't continue. Um, Darlow might not even play the next couple of matches. I'm not sure if there's any update on his fitness. And then we've got Gillespie back in. Um, so, I mean, we aren't playing good football. <laughs> we will struggle to create chances and score goals. And the problem is we're not, there's so much pressure on us when we do create chances that we don't score them. And then we're as likely to concede as anything. So you can play devil's advocate. You can say we're kind of mid-table, but I think we're hanging on by a thread. And I also, as an aside to that, I'm worried about the good players that we have that are going to become really frustrated. And I'm not talking about the Shelbys and the Lascelles. They're the ones that are going to be trying to hold it together because they're getting the game even when they don't deserve to. It's the other players that could be making a difference, that could be playing with more quality around them that aren't getting that. So I just don't see it lasting. Okay, same question to you, Kendall. No, I completely agree. We weren't good against Spurs at all. We absolutely fluked a little point there. Um Burnley, I mean, West Ham at the beginning of the season, you could argue we did play a pretty good game, but I think West Ham were diabolical. Um, so it doesn't really help that that was the case because it made us look good um, and we really weren't. Um, but that's probably the best game I've seen us play this season. As I said, Brighton, we were absolutely horrible. Spurs, we did nothing. Fluked that point. Um, obviously, we won against Burnley, but again, Burnley aren't a great side. Um, at the moment, they've really not really made any transfers or anything like that. They're just sort of playing on the same um, wavelength as last season. So, um, and then obviously against Man United, we were shopping. So I really, it is a bit devil advocate because I don't think we've had an outstanding performance. I mean, even you could say the cup win, yes, seven nil, but I mean, um, but then we played Newport and ended up having to go to penalties. So what can you know? It's like a game of two halves, really. Um, so I don't, I think it's a little bit, yes, we probably have been a little bit reactionary in how raging we are, but it's only because we know it's not going to change anytime soon because we've seen the pattern. So that's why we are so angry. It's not because we just want to be angry for no reason. Um, 
so yeah maybe it is a little bit reactionary in that sense but as i say it's we're not doing it on the, on a basis of no reason we're doing it for a reason because we know it's going to continue like this for a while so that's why if uh, any of you decide to take Michael up on his offer, I would just advise you not to go to a swimming pool party. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, same question to you. I mean, are we, are we being a bit too harsh on Steve Bruce? Obviously, you know, we're, we're trying to give everyone's viewpoint on here. And, um, you know, the, the question was really, you know, uh, we played well here, here and here. But, you know, what, what's, what's your take? Are we being a little bit too harsh on Bruce? No, not in my opinion. I'll probably get stick for this. But he, I watch, he's sort of, you know, when he does his interviews, he infuriates me. He's so negative. He's so like, oh, you know, maybe we can turn up. There's such a great side. And it's the same thing every week. I've got had a go at over saying this. But, you know, I think that he writes down, you know, what he's going to say. And he just, you know, spouts out the same crap week in, week out. West Ham, we were lucky. They did hit the bar twice. You know, it's like... I just think that he's just lucky. Like Newport, go to penalties with Newport. You know, we're in the Premiership. We shouldn't be going to penalties with Newport. We can't score. We can't score because he doesn't play right. And yep. it's so infuriating to watch that week in, week out. You know, when we finally, you know, do have a good game, it's because the other side are really poor. And that's the only reason we can win. Or he just gets a little bit of luck. And that's that's just how it is. I don't think we're being harsh. I don't think he's good enough. I think he's a, a nice person. He comes across as a nice person. But as a manager, because, you know, he's got no sort of domineering factors... The, there's no sort of management going on and that is his main issue. Katie, final word to you tonight. Um, are we being too harsh on Bruce? Oh, we fuck. <laughs> That's it. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing a, else to say. That is a perfect way to finish it, though. And uh, I, I would agree. I'd completely concur. I, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, <laughs> as always, great to have you on, girls. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking football with you. It always cheers us up, and it's made me hangover. I feel a lot better. So uh, good to have you on. Look forward to uh, hopefully talking a bit more positively about a bit more positive result next week. But uh, we'll not hold our breath. Uh, have a good week. Take care. And I'll see you next Monday. Bye. 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 Bye.